We're continuing a series tonight on the Ten Commandments that we're calling God's Law, Gifts to Guide Us. We've come to the Fifth Commandment this evening, and for our scripture text tonight, we'll be reading from Ephesians chapter 6, from verse 1 to verse 4. Hear the word of the Lord. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. This is God's word for us tonight. There's an old saying or a story that I'm going to expand just a little that goes something like this. When I was 10, my father was amazing and wise. He knew everything and there was no one else like him in the world. When I got to be 15, my father was a fool. I was embarrassed to be around him. I didn't ever ask him about anything because I knew he had nothing worthwhile to say. When I got to be 20, I realized that my father did actually know about a few things. So every now and then I'd ask him for advice on a few little things. And when I got to be 25 and have children of my own, I started asking him about all kinds of things. And he had all these wonderful, wise answers And I was amazed at how much my father had learned in the last 10 years since I was 15. Now, you can ask if it was the father or the son who learned anything between the time the son was 15 or 25. But relationships between parents and children are always kind of complicated, right? There's all these things on both sides that are challenging. We'll be talking about that relationship, the relationship between parents and children tonight. But this command, if we want to take it in the broadest sense, is really about authority. How do we relate to those who have authority over us? How do we relate to those over whom we have authority? So even if this isn't a a sermon or a text that speaks to you right now, you feel in terms of parent-child relationships, it certainly does speak to all of us in the authority that we have or the authority that we are under. For tonight's sermon, we'll have four points that basically follow through the commands that we read here in Ephesians chapter 6. From verses 1 and 2, our first point for tonight is obey and honor your parents. We're called to obey and honor our parents. And these days, this goes tremendously against the grain of our culture. We live in a culture and a time that, that idolizes youth, that always is against authority, that tells us, be your own person, do what you want. But the Lord in this command tells us to obey and honor those who have authority over us, especially parents. When verse 2 of Ephesians 6 commands us to honor your father and mother, It's quoting the Old Testament. It's quoting the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20. And the word for honor that we find in that part of the Old Testament is a word that has a sense of of power or weight or value. The Lord wants us to give weight to our parents. It wants us to acknowledge their value in our lives. And at every single stage of our lives, it changes along the way, but at every single stage of our lives, we are called to give our parents value, 
to acknowledge that who they are and what they say matters. Now, when Ephesians says children at the beginning of uh, chapter 6 there, that, that statement is more about relationship than age. It's not just addressed to the young and small among us, but it's addressed to all of us. We are all called to obey and to honor our parents all the way through. Now, that does change at different points in life. When we're young and we're at home and we live with our parents and they provide for our every need, we are especially called to obey them. When we're younger, we're especially under the authority and the care and the protection of our parents. As we grow a bit older, we become more independent, we set out more and more in our own lives, we're still called to be respectful and to honor our parents. And then more and more these days, especially as people live longer and longer, the day comes when our parents become dependent on us. When our parents become the ones who need guidance and care, and when when we as children become the caretakers and the decision makers. And at that point, even when the point comes that the older generations, our parents, when the point comes that they can't take care of themselves, when it seems like from an earthly perspective there's just no use to them anymore, we still have an obligation to honor them. Our culture more and more, I think, pushes us to just discard old people, to shut them up, to ignore them, to act as if their lives have no value. And that isn't what the Bible tells us to do. The Bible tells us all the way through to honor our parents. And so as believers, we must do that, whether we are young or old. Now, having said that, let me give you a couple, couple footnotes or a couple qualifications. First, if a parent ever uses their authority to go against the authority of God, we have no obligation to obey. If a parent tries to be abusive or tries to tell someone to do something wrong, the child is absolutely right to resist, to say no, to say that is out of bounds and I serve a higher authority than you. And that's true of parents who practice any sort of physical, emotional, or spiritual harm. There are times, especially as children, we have to do things that our parents want us to do that we don't want to do, and we just got to do them. We got to obey. But any parent who uses their authority, who misuses their authority to attempt to do harm, loses their authority. As a general rule, we are called to obey parents, but... In this broken world, it's sometimes the right thing to do to disobey parents. Another qualification or footnote. When the Lord tells us to obey and honor our parents, that doesn't mean that he thinks that our parents are perfect. And you all know, and I know, that our parents aren't perfect, right? And if you're a parent, you had better know, and if not, you need to realize right now that you aren't perfect, This command doesn't tell us, pretend your parents are perfect. Let them always, you know, no, no. That's not what the command says. The command tells us to respect them. And so that means even when our parents aren't perfect and parents far too often are not perfect, it means that we do our best 
to be patient with them, to give them the honor and respect that they still deserve. James Boyce, one of the commentators that I read this week in his uh, commentary, includes an aside about his relationship with his father, and we'll call him James. James had a, as he put it, a very poor relationship with his father. His father was a very, very busy doctor, and he just was not around when James was growing up. And what's more, he wasn't any good at interpersonal relationships. In his commentary, James says something like, I can't remember ever, ever having a meaningful conversation with my father. Now imagine that, never having, let alone a relationship, but never even having a single meaningful conversation with your father. Imagine what that says about your family life. And obviously, James struggled with that. And there came a point when he was a young adult that that this was really a challenge for him. But as he was working through Ephesians and some other texts about honoring your parents, he thought, maybe I should try to do that. And how can I do that? Because there was this long list of ways that his father had let him down and not been enough. But as he reflected, he realized his father had worked really, really hard and, and so had been able to provide really, really well for his family financially. James had been able to go to the best schools his whole life because his dad worked so hard. And as a doctor, his dad was able to help out all kinds of people who maybe, maybe couldn't really pay for medical care, but they got it anyway. And with the money he made from that good work, he gave huge amounts to the church and to all kinds of charitable causes. And so even though he wasn't perfect, even though their relationship wasn't that great, James could, when he looked, he could discern all kinds of things that he could respect his father for, all kinds of ways that he could give, he could give that man honor, even though he wasn't perfect. Almost every parent has some good in them. And as children, as much as we can, we are called to look at our parents with love and respect. For some of us, it might be easier to see the good in our parents. For others, it might be easier to see the bad. But regardless, we are called to do our best to honor these people who God has put in that particular place in our lives. So we are called to honor our parents and all those in authority over us. But that's not the end of the command. The goal of this command is not just that we have a certain sort of relationship with these certain people. The goal is that we honor the Lord through honoring our parents. And that's our second point for tonight. We're called to honor our parents in order to honor the Lord. We're talking about the fifth commandment here tonight, and most Christians divide the law into two parts. There's the first four commandments that talk about our relationship with the Lord, and then the last six point us more toward our relationships with people. That's kind of the standard way Christians divide the commandments. But a lot of Jewish interpreters, a lot of Jewish commentators divide the commandments right in the middle. And they say the first five are about our relationship with God, and the second five are about our relationship with people. And I actually think the four and six is a better way to go. But the five and five gives us an insight into this commandment. If we say this command is about honoring the Lord, then that means that how we treat our parents is a way of serving 
the Lord. If this command is about not just honoring our earthly parents, but honoring our heavenly Father, then being obedient to our earthly parents, caring for them, obeying them, respecting them, then doing all of that is a way of giving honor and glory to our Heavenly Father. And even though none of our earthly parents are perfect, our Heavenly Father is. And so if you look at your parents or you think about your parents and, and you see all the things that were wrong with them or all the things that are wrong with them that are still bothering you, in a sense you can look through them and see the Lord. And maybe that makes it a little bit easier to care for your parents, to respect them, to honor them, because the honor that you're giving to them, you're really giving to the Lord. But now let's talk about the other side of these relationships. We've talked about how children relate to parents. Let's turn that around and talk about how parents, how people in authority relate to children, to those under their authority. And verse 4 in our text tells us, don't exasperate your children. And that's our third point for tonight. Don't exasperate your children. And in particular, Ephesians 6 says, fathers, don't exasperate your children. And of course, all dads exasperate their kids, right? One of the time-honored ways of doing that is through dad jokes. There's something about becoming a father that makes a lot of people develop this whole store of terrible jokes that really are just about getting the eye roll from your kids, right? Like the child says, dad, make me some food. And the dad goes, poof, I made you into food. Yeah, it's terrible. Or what's the best or what's the loudest kind of pet to have? A trumpet. Yeah, terrible, right? Or why did the invisible man turn down the job offer? He couldn't see himself doing it. Most of you are going, those are terrible jokes. A few of you are going, hey, I could use that this week with my kids. All dads just about have some bad, bad dad jokes. And all dads have some kind of quirks that kind of get under our skin and kind of bug us, right? But that's not really the exasperate that this text is talking about. The use, this is about, this is about how we as parents use our authority to break down our children or to build them up. The word that the NIV translates exasperate there could also be provoke or make angry, provoke to anger. It gives you this picture of someone picking and picking and picking and picking at you until you just can't take it anymore and you explode. In the Roman culture at the time that the book of Ephesians was written, fathers had absolute power over the lives of their children. And whether you were five or 50, your father had absolute power over you. He could beat you. He could sell you as a slave. In some circumstances, he could legally kill you. Fathers held the lives of their children in their hands. And you can imagine in that kind of culture that fathers often provoked their children. They might put demand after demand after demand after demand on their children and heap on punishment after punishment after punishment. They might really lord their authority over their children. 
And Ephesians tells parents, tells fathers, don't do that. Don't do that. We don't have the same cultural practices today, but parents still need to watch themselves so they don't provoke their children. Today, maybe we need to hear that that we shouldn't try to make our children into images of ourselves. We shouldn't demand that our children be, pick what idol you want. We shouldn't demand that our children be all-stars at basketball or superstar scholars or really into our own favorite hobbies or follow this particular career path. We shouldn't demand that our children follow our dreams. We shouldn't demand that our children act perfect or that they act at least good enough to make us look good. We shouldn't put our children in positions where all they can do is despair or scream at us or walk away. Often poor parenting is about putting our own needs above the needs of our children. And that's exasperating. This text tells us to put our children's needs ahead of our own and not exasperate them. That's the negative side of this command for parents. But there's also a positive side, and that's the second half of verse 4 and our final point for tonight. We're called to raise up children in the Lord. To raise up our children in the Lord. Parenting is often overwhelming, right? I mean, the first child just wrecks your nice, perfect, self-centered, easy life. And then the second child has both of you running around like crazy. And then you have a third child and you're out of man-to-man defense and you're into zone. And one of the three is always getting away from you. And so it goes. And as parents, it's easy to slip into just survival mode. Just get by. Just get through the day. But the Lord calls us to much, much more than that. We're called to raise up our children in the Lord. And the word it's bring up, as the NIV translates it, I'm saying raise up. Another way to read that word or translate it would be to nourish or to feed. Parents are called to feed their children spiritually. Parents are called to nourish their children so that they grow spiritually. Earlier I said that honoring our parents is a way that we can honor the Lord But when we're in authority over someone, when we're a parent or we're a boss, it works the other way around. That when we stand over someone, especially in terms of spiritual authority, we have the gift, we have the calling, we have the burden to represent the Lord to our children and to those over whom we have authority. As parents, as church leaders, as employers, as people with authority, we are called to act as the Lord would act toward other people. As parents especially, that's our greatest goal and calling. And so as as parents, as fellow church members, we need to think carefully about how we're treating our children. And especially when they're younger, they're at home, Are we sharing in prayer and scripture reading? Are we living lives of service to others? And are we helping our children learn to serve others? And when we send our children out to daycare, to school, to whatever, are we making decisions based on what's convenient 
or based on what will help them to grow in the Lord. As we decide what activities our children and our families will be involved in, are we, are we ever, are we always asking how those activities will impact our relationships and their relationships with the Lord? Basically, are we continually presenting the Lord to our children? Are we always showing Him to them? And on the other side of that, and this works even for those of us who have children out of the home, are we continually presenting our children to the Lord? Are we praying for our kids? And whether your kid is a week old or 70 years old, this still holds true. Are you presenting them to the Lord in prayer? As parents, we should, we should receive this calling. We should appreciate this gift, and we should feel this burden. Are we doing our best to raise up our children in the Lord? And the model and the resource that we have to do that is the Lord himself. I said a moment ago that that word for bring up or raise could also mean nourish or feed. And in Ephesians 5.29, just a few verses before what we read for tonight, that word is used of what Jesus Christ does for the church. In Ephesians 5, it says, I'm paraphrasing slightly, but it says, just as everyone feeds and cares for their own body, so Jesus Christ feeds and cares for his church. Jesus Christ brings all of us up. He raises all of us up. He feeds and nourishes all of us. And because of that, we can feed and nourish and bring up and raise up those under our authority. The only way that we can really keep these commands, any command, any command from the Lord, is by leaning on the Lord Jesus Christ. When we were dishonorable and worthless, when we were sinful, Jesus took our dishonor upon himself and he made us honorable and he gave us worth. Jesus continues to feed and nourish us and because of that we can feed and nourish those over whom we have authority. In our families and in all our relationships, we're called to look toward the Lord and we're called to look like the Lord. We're called to look to the Lord in every relationship with someone who has authority over us and to offer service to them, to offer obedience, to offer honor to these people as a way of offering honor and service to the Lord. And as parents in other situations where we have authority, we're called to act like the Lord. We're called to serve others. We're called to love them. We're called to die to ourselves and live to the Lord. And when we follow the ways of our Heavenly Father, we find eternal life with His family. Let's pray. Father, we hear this command from You and it's, well, like all of your commands, it's, it's challenging. Lord, we pray that you help all of us to honor our parents, whatever that means in different situations. 
if that means that we need to forgive them, if that means that we need to seek reconciliation, if that means that we simply need to keep having the kind of relationship that we've always had with them, then we pray that you give us the strength and the resources to do that. And Lord, we pray that for those of us who are parents and for all of us who are in any kind of authority or leadership, that you help us to put others ahead of ourselves. Help us to understand that our authority is, is a gift and a calling to be used for the good of other people. And Lord, we pray that you help all of us to serve you as our Heavenly Father, as the one who loves us so much that you died for us. Lord, we pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen.